good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to Stock Market Today. It's Ali Korman, Ken Shreve here with a breakdown of the action in today's session, Thursday, October 19th, with stocks taking a hit on comments from Fed Chair Jerome Powell. Definitely. It was kind of a whipsaw se session. We were down sharply, up, and then down, and then up and down, back and forth, but uh, ended up uh, maybe not surprisingly being not such a great uh, close today, Ali. Uh, let's take a look at uh, Tesla. That was obviously in the news uh, today. The results were expected to be bad, and they probably were a little worse than expected. Uh, Zscaler in the security uh, software uh, group got a really nice upgrade today, shrugged it off. And finally, in the uh, software sector, Vertex. V-E-R-X. Yeah, a different vertex. Different vertex. <laughs> Sounds good. We'll get to those three stocks. But first, let's take a look at the major indexes today. The NASDAQ down 1% by the end of the day. The S&P 500 down some nine-tenths of a percent. The Dow down eight-tenths of a percent. And the Russell 2000 down one and a half percent here today. So the more and more sessions that we're on can that resistance at the 50-day line looked like it was pretty strong and now is that 13,000 level going to be a magnet to the downside yeah i mean it looks like it uh, it could be this is uh, exactly what a market looks like when it's uh, starting to get under some distribution you know look mm -hmm. at the volume that we had on the uh, on the down, downside today that was after a higher volume uh, decline yesterday that we discussed so uh, i think on the nasdaq uh, now we're talking uh, oh gosh there's about three three distribution days since four distribution days since october 12th so that's what we call clustering, and almost always that causes uh, problems for an uptrend. Now, you mentioned the NASDAQ getting turned away at the 50-day moving average. I think, uh, you know, certainly a visit to the 13,000 uh, level, you know, it brings that in, into play. Now, if we, if we get a violation of that and you get another shakeout in the market, that, that could be the, you know, the... Um, uh, the impetus uh, needed for, you know, a good year-end rally, maybe one last shakeout in the market. But we'll have to wait and see if that happens. Uh, what we know right now is we're just seeing the NASDAQ uh, under some distribution here. Right, exactly. Maybe we'll get another little mini third wave down here and support at the 200-day line. We'll have to see what plays out. But with where the NASDAQ is now, it is now getting close to the low of the follow-through day low. And that follow-through day happening on 10 6 to try to inspire a market rally, but we're not seeing a lot of momentum. So even though follow through days are a signal to start dipping your toe in the water, it's not a push all your chips to the center of the table and make big bets kind of signal. And when it becomes more of a bullish signal is when you see a follow up on the follow through. And we really never got that. We really haven't seen overwhelming institutional buying coming into the market, Ken. No. And, you know, when we look at follow through days throughout market history, because we've always seen them at, at market bottoms, but some of the strongest ones, you get what we call these, um, you know, additional uh, additional follow through days, just additional signs of strength uh, after that that first initial sign of strength. So, yeah, the market's really just uh, struggling here right now. Uh, the market was volatile today. We had uh, Fed Chairman Jerome uh, Powell sort of acknowledging that, uh, you know, the, the, the bond market has been uh, doing a lot of the Fed's work for it. Uh, noted that financial conditions have really, really tightened with the soaring 10-year yield. So uh, at least the initial reaction to Powell's uh, speech was that, uh, you know, the Fed really doesn't seem to be in a 
rush to hike interest rates uh, again. So uh, that's that's some good news. But you know, you have the ten-year Treasury yield up uh, up sharply now for uh, uh, four four straight days, and uh, right up near that five uh, percent level. It'll be interesting to see if that five percent level turns out to be that round number where maybe it starts to back off highs. Yeah, we'll have to see if that plays out. Let's also take a look at the S&P 500 here. Tried to break out of a little trading range earlier this week, but bumped its head up against its 50-day line. Now trading about 1.1% above the 200-day got support there previously. We'll have to see if it can do it again or if we'll get a shakeout below that level, Ken. Yeah, S&P 500 also had higher volume. The volume uh, bar at the bottom hasn't quite uh, updated fully yet, but it looks like we're going to get higher volume on the uh, on the NYSE. So, you know, distribution or uh, that we've seen in the S&P 500 has been a lot milder than we've seen on the uh, on the Nasdaq. So, maybe that's not a surprise. You get a lot of high valuation, uh, you know, tech stocks uh, in the Nasdaq. You have oil and gas stocks that dominate the S&P 500 that have been outperforming. So, the distribution has been much more pronounced on the Nasdaq deck. Uh, we probably get the second distribution day for the S&P 500 uh, today. But I have to tell you, even when we saw that initial follow through day that had some signs of uh, uh, of strength, it just, um, you know, it was uh, just a not a, not an easy one to, to, to trust with just the interest rate uh, environment and uh, and these kind of things. So yeah. S&P 500 kind of coming close to that test of the of the uh, the 200-day moving average here. So kind of a, at a critical juncture right here with the NASDAQ. It really is. Let's take a look at the Dow as well because it was trying to hold around that 200-day line, but dipping back below it again today for a second session. And the Russell 2000 small caps continuing to struggle. And look at this, Ken, undercutting recent lows from early October, now down at 1700. So continuing to bleed here. Yeah, this is uh, this is pretty rough. Small caps uh, fearing the worst. I mean, you have a lot of, you know, uh, financial stocks. We've seen some earnings in the financial sector uh, in, in recent days and, you know, some winners, some losers. But overall, the sentiment uh, among financials is still pretty weak. And that's that's weighing on the on the Russell 2000 here. So very, very very, very weak, uh, weak technicals. And, uh, you know, when I was, the point I was going to make when we had that, uh, the initial follow through day for the S&P 500, we only moved our invested percentage up to like 20 mm -hmm. to 40%. And that was just sort of a function that we really weren't seeing a whole lot of buy opportunities or actionable uh, charts uh, to look at here. So that was just, uh, you know, one point about that, that uh, S&P 500 uh, follow through day, you know, it just wasn't a whole lot out there to, to buy. So we're just kind of paying attention to the market here and uh, going to let the selling uh, run, run its course. If we do get, you know, one, one good shakeout, you know, that's what that's what market uptrends need to really work. And it's what individual stocks need to work uh, to a, lo a little shakeout to get all the sellers out. And then that paves the way for a new round of buying. Mm -hmm. Yes, yeah, so we'd love to see that. And you mentioned energy stocks, Ken. So let's take a peek at XLE. Uh, was able to withstand the downdraft for the most part today, closing down just two tenths of a percent. So this continues to be an area we're keeping tabs on. And let's also take a look at another commodity-driven area, and that's uranium. Uranium miners, an ETF here of interest, URNM. This ETF was our stock of the day with a bullish move on this chart. 
Yeah, this is uh, an ETF that is uh, really acting well here. I particularly like the look of the, the weekly chart. You get kind of a longer term uh, perspective here. And this is really what a what a good solid test, uh, first test of the 10 week moving average uh, looks like here. So, uh, you know, in a good uptrending uh, market, this you know normally would be a would would be a good uh, opportunity to to start a little position here. And maybe some people uh, did today, but you know we have this kind of negative market tide that's making a making it difficult to make money on the long side. It is, uh, but a potential idea here today for those who are interested. Okay, well, Tesla earnings are out and the results were not good a miss on earnings and a miss on revenue. And those price cuts are continuing to eat into margins. And not only that, CEO Elon Musk uh, tempering the enthusiasm about the Cybertruck saying basically that it's gonna be hard to ramp up production in a significant manner for that new vehicle that they have, even though deliveries are scheduled to begin November 30th. Yeah, I mean, listen, the results were not were not expected to be good. Uh, analysts have been ratcheting down their estimates uh, for, for Q3 for, for many, many months now. So this story of falling profit margins, uh, not a big uh, surprise. I think the, the the drop in margins might have been a little, little more than uh, expected. Uh, and you, you mentioned, uh, I think this uh, Cybertruck is, uh, as Ed Carson, our news editor noted in uh, IBD Live this morning, it's, uh, you know, facing some serious, uh, you know, production challenges. How are they going to actually, you know, produce these things consistently, profitably? He, uh, Musk dialed down uh, expectations saying that it's probably not going to be cash flow positive until 12 or 18 months, uh, you know, down the line. So what we're seeing now uh, on the weekly chart for, for Tesla is kind of a test of a very long-term support level. And you've got sort of this valuation adjustment uh, going on. You can see even headed into today, uh, with the stock down 12%, it was still a stock selling at 67, uh, 67 times trailing earnings. So it's still a very uh, pricey stock valuation-wise. It'll be interesting to see if uh, Tesla kind of holds support at this uh, long-term uh, level here or if uh, it, it's in for a further price adjustment. Mm -hmm. And this is a somewhat steep uh, trend line from the lows here connecting, Ken, but it does touch quite a few points along this uh, stock's move. But I will say, if you are looking for uh, an equivalent recovery to the decline, definitely not out of the question to see it take a little bit more time off here, Ken, if it is going to ultimately turn higher. But like you said, that first key test of the 40-week line and how this stock acts at that long-term support level uh, might be telling of how long this stock could take a break. Yeah, yeah. I mean, normally when you see, if we go back to the daily chart and we'll see how, how big volume was uh, today, obviously, um, you know, there were there were big sellers uh, in the stock, probably some institutions uh, cutting ties or, or lowering their uh, positions. But, you know, this uh, this 200 day line is obviously a key uh, support level to watch. Normally, when you when you see a heavy volume drop like this, it's going to take the stock uh, a little while to recover from. Uh, you know, I'm not sure that uh, analysts are going to be coming uh, coming uh, to the airwaves uh, tomorrow, pounding the table and uh, yeah. putting buy rating on this stock. There wasn't a whole lot of good news in this uh, report, but uh, we'll see if it holds um, the 200 day line here. Sounds like a plan. Let's now go to security software and Zscaler tried to poke its head out of a 
shorter term trading range early on in the day. It did end up reversing lower, but less than 1% here. And we had an upgrade from Jefferies, and uh, they also looked at their price target on this stock to 225 from 170, which is basically where this closed, Ken. But this stock is turning around. We're now seeing some higher highs, some higher lows, pretty strong relative strength. So it seems like one to keep an eye on. Yeah, I've, I've said it a, a lot of times in recent weeks, but when you're in a, a market pullback and you're seeing increasing signs of a distribution, a weak market tends to go after everything. Uh, you always have, you know, leaders that are crumbling and, and breaking uh, support levels, but you always have this crop of stocks that are showing strength and holding up. And you have to call these uh, security software stocks, uh, you know, a very strong pocket of, of strength in the market here. So I wanted to just talk about Zscaler. We have it on uh, on leaderboard. You mentioned the Jeffries upgrade today. This was not a small upgrade. I mean, they upgraded it to, to buy, but also raised the price target to 225 from from 170. Now, I don't pay a whole lot of attention to price target hikes, but that's a significant uh, a significant hike hike by Jefferies. And uh, you know, this chart is still intact, but it's just a good lesson in in this market uh, where you know the tide is is clearly flowing negative at this point. You know, stock can't respond to to, to good news. Um, you know, maybe maybe not all that surprising that Zscaler couldn't uh, hold that gain. There just seems to be increasing negative uh, sentiment in the tech sector right now. Mm -hmm. And a lot of nice blue volume spikes to accompany these really strong fundamentals that the stock boasts, Ken. Yeah, and this is a very simple way just to, anal uh, to uh, analyze supply and demand uh, in, a, in a weekly chart here. You can see plenty of signs of accumulation here and the declines, the weekly declines, you know, really not seeing a whole lot of volume. So this is a, a stock uh, that still looks like it's under uh, accumulation. Last week it, it popped early and closed near its low and it tried to pop again this week and is back near its uh, its weekly low. So looks like it might be ready to, to pause here, but I think security software stocks uh, uh, should be front and center. There's a lot of strong performing stocks in the group. This is uh, a name that we have in the leaderboard model portfolio right now. And now let's take a Vertex, take a look at Vertex, not VRTX in the biotech space, but VERX in the financial software group, hanging around in a buy zone after breaking out of a cup with handle base here, Ken. We've got earnings coming up in two weeks, and this is another stock with a compelling looking relative strength line. Yeah, uh, tax software for enterprise uh, clients. So it's not it's not like an Intuit and a QuickBooks uh, type company. They 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 serve enterprise uh, customers. So uh, what I liked about the latest pullback here, first you had a, a pretty decent uh, breakout over that twenty three oh three pivot, and then the pullback down to the twenty one day moving average was in very very uh, light volume. Now this stock does not have the average daily dollar volume that we typically like to see. It is a small cap uh, stock, but it does have a pretty sizable. Uh, market cap, uh, even though it only trades about 350,000 shares a day. Uh, yeah, you can see 3.6 uh, billion. So it's still a small cap company, but I think this stock's uh, strength needs to be, uh, we just need to acknowledge it because the, the weekly chart is uh, is still looks good here. Uh, that accumulation distribution rating of A minus, uh, anytime you're looking at a stock with an accumulation distribution rating of A minus, uh, you know, that is, uh, that's telling you that there's something, something good going on uh, with said stock. So uh, Vertex still looks like it's under accumulation here. Not much volume behind uh, the down days and uh, still looks actionable here. 
Great. Well, thank you for that analysis, Ken. And thanks everyone for tuning in. That is it from us for today, but we will be back with more tomorrow morning on IBD Live. And we hope everyone joins us, investors.com slash IBD Live for all the details on that. We'll see you there. And we'll also see you right back here tomorrow at the close. This show is for informational and educational purposes only, and nothing should be construed as a recommendation to buy, hold, or sell any securities. Any securities and investment strategies discussed may not be suitable for all investors. Make sure to consider consulting with your financial advisor before making investment decisions.